Welcome to the podcast Appetite for Life with me, Karen Kelly, keeping the spiel real as we discuss today's habitual lifestyle with various topics, the occasional guest, women in business and fun, interesting chat. Whether you're a stay-at-home parent, work from home, have a sleepy commute to the office or flying high around the globe, there's something for everyone and anything goes, but keep it clean. It's just everyday life and how we fill it, so tune in and pump up the volume. It's good to talk with an appetite for life. So we're back with the lovely Lisa Collis of Answer. Welcome back. Thank you, Karen. Lovely to be here. So we're continuing with our uh, three episode series talking about recycling. And today we're talking about life with less food waste. So first of all, then, can you give us an explanation or an overview of the food caddies and things like that, what you use um, to help us collect our food waste? Okay, well, as you know, we have the three general bins. We have silver, black and garden. Now we're putting food waste in our garden bin uh, where it gets collected together. Um, So we'll explain a little bit about that towards the end of this chat. And it's just tips, really. We have different mascots that we go about. And when I give my community talks. Yeah, talk us through these mascots. They're brilliant. Well, for recycling, for the silver bin, we've got a guy called Fill the Bin. Fill the bin. Brilliant. Love it. (laughs) The black bin that uh, represents the residual waste. That's Mr. Empty Bin, because we try and keep that as empty as possible. And uh, we have Binion. He's the new little green one little green caddy that we have um we, we've called a, called him binion it's a bit of a play on words it's quite yeah funny. that's the that's the green one that we yeah you've provided for us in the last sort of six months maybe a year is it now i don't know if we've seemed to have had it quite a while now haven't we yes yes it seems longer so okay then so what are some of the reasons that we waste so much food and and how can we stop this because i know we've talked briefly before about the elephant scenario haven't we talk us through that (laughs) yeah i'll start with the elephant story it is quite a good scenario in my community talks it sets the scene for the um talk it is quite funny um but it is shocking as well so the average adult elephant weighs seven tons right so what I usually do is I get people to picture the elephant standing in front of them and then a pile of food at the side of them and I say is that a lot of food to throw away that weighs the same as this elephant and they go oh yes yes a lot of food then I say well picture a million elephants think of a million elephants the weight the same weight of food is what we throw away in the UK in one year and that's just households not retail that's a um, lot of food waste, isn't it? We're clearly mm-hmm. buying too much food in the first place for us to waste that much food. Yes, exactly. So it could be um, not sticking to a shopping list, buying too much in the first place, putting too much on your plate, and inadequate storage so your food goes off quite quickly so it gets wasted that way. I mean, we do eat too much food. We're all guilty of it. We can't help it. But there is, a, what do they call it on the plate where you have maybe a fist for your protein, is it? Or is that for your carbs? The, uh, it, it has got a term, but it's where you split your plate into three, isn't it? So you've yeah. got a third protein, a third carbs, etc. Um, but it's not very practical in this day mm-hmm. of life to measure everything out. And so it's just a matter of just being sensible being using your um common sense really and how to save your food and make it last longer and not put too much out in the first place 
And the other thing as well, I know I'm guilty of that, or we're guilty as a family, uh, your fresh fruit, your fresh, sorry, your fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, you find that you're topping that up every few days, aren't you? So you're going to probably get more waste from that. Uh, what would you suggest to maybe avoid doing that? Yes, um, a bit of a statistic, Karen, um, 15 pounds a week, this is average, per household is wasted on top up fresh food, which may not be necessary. People panic, I think, when they're running low on tomatoes, they'll buy another big bag and then, uh, oh, oh, I'm not going to use all these now. They're difficult to freeze. What am I going to do with them? Um, so it's falling into that trap. Um, so if you think, oh, it's going to cost me £700 a year, food that's waste. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Gosh, that's a holiday for a family, isn't it? That's a holiday. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to say if that if they were to think that way, you know, think of £700 a year, maybe they wouldn't do it. Yes, I think it's it, a big side of discouraging food waste is the monetary side. There's also the environmental side and the, the morality of it with people starving and we're throwing away so much food. It is a shame. It is so a shame. And, and there's so many food banks though as well, isn't there? And people literally are struggling to, to feed their families, especially at the moment during the virus that we're obviously going through at the moment. Um, and it seems you know, the other side of the coin that we're just wasting all this food that could go to the mouths that really can't afford to feed themselves. Exactly, yeah. So we've got a little game to play, haven't we? Uh, play your food waste cards right. So a bit like the price is right. Are we going higher and lower? Are you going to uh, put me to the test? <laughs> Yeah, Brucey bonus. Here we go. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> it is a fun activity that I include in my talks, and I get children standing up and sitting down. So if you think it's higher, it's stand up. And well, I wouldn't get senior citizens to do that. Um, right. <laughs> You're so, calling me a senior citizen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's play okay. a game. And we'll find out what you. <laughs> right. So. If we take fish first, Karen, yeah. we throw away 43,000 tonnes of fish a year. So let's take cereal. Do you think it's higher or lower? So do you think we throw away more cereal or less cereal than fish? So higher or lower? Well, we actually are a house household of cereal monsters. We never have any waste at all. But I'm just thinking of um, fish would be maybe the main part of your meal and it wouldn't be very big so I would say there's less fish waste so I would say more cereal waste am I right exactly well done I'll Yay, tell you check what me. More. you think how light cereal is 75,000 yeah. tons we throw away god that's a lot that's well almost double isn't it so let's move on to potatoes do you think that's higher or lower than pasta how much is pasta? 42,000. So I would say more potato waste because we peel it, don't we? We throw the peel away. I suppose we're not really wasting the potato as such. We're using that, but we're throwing a lot of the peel away, aren't we? That's exactly right, yes. It is higher, you're right. Um, the scale of it being higher, wait for this, this deserves a drum roll. 770,000 tonnes of potatoes get thrown away a year, That's which is staggering. I mean, when yeah. they get their eyes on them, you just cut them out. You can still use a potato, but most people will think, oh, it's gone off, I'll throw it away. Yeah, common mistakes I was making, some people might relate to this. Um, if I got an eye or a bruise or something, I'd cut off that whole chunk of potato, throw it away and use the good bit of the potato. And then I realised, hang on, I'm throwing away some healthy potato there. 
So if I'd have just got the end of my potato scraper and just scooped out the eye or the sprout, I could have saved a lot of potato. So that's one good example. And another is definitely use, um, unless you're really skilled like my Nana was, she could mm -hmm. use a sharp knife to peel a potato. When I used a sharp knife, I carved away about half the potato. So I wasted a lot. So I used a potato peeler and it just came off. Yeah, it just spreads it off, doesn't it? That's, so, that's, that's good advice. So can we go back to the cereal, though? Why, this, are people throwing this cereal away because it's out of date? Yeah, it is an interesting one, cereal. You think, why do people throw away so much? I think that could be part of the problem. They buy big boxes. Yeah. And then if you don't use it in time, it can go stale or they haven't stored it correctly in one of the cereal boxes that are sealed you know them special ones you can buy yeah and yeah. um, so it does go stale quite and soft quite quickly also people put too much in their bowl um i was finding i was doing that myself when i asked a little children at primary college i said uh, how long where do you store your cereal to make it last longer and this little girl put her hand up and she said in the fridge and the other children laughed and said, you don't put cereal in a fridge. And then I realised what she was saying. She hadn't eaten all her cereal in her milk. So she put the whole thing in the fridge, which is brilliant. Oh. So she got a lot of praise for that. And I praised her up because I said, just little things like that. You know, you didn't have to throw away your cereal then because yeah. you saved it. And she was dead proud of herself. <laughs> so it's really interesting, though, where you were mentioned a few seconds ago about the, we buy big boxes it might be on offer it's a great marketing plan isn't it with all these supermarkets so we think we're getting value for money but we end up throwing it away so what else on the list okay so we were up to potatoes at 770,000 tons apples higher or lower do we throw away more or less oh gracious probably less apples i would have thought apples is one fruit that uh, would probably last a little bit longer than say bananas or something or pears but yeah maybe less less yeah, less. It's 260,000, so you're right. It's yes. a lot, a lot though, isn't it? Gosh, yes. It is. And apples are very, if they start going off or a little bit wrinkly, people give up on them too quickly. They can be lovely in apple pies at that stage. Um, if you've got apples and you know you're not going to eat them, um, just stick them in the fridge and they'll last four times longer. So that's a really good tip, that is. Yeah. And I think we've also talked before, maybe um, when I've met up with you before about apples, that going back in the olden days as such, you used to be able to buy the odd one or two from our um, from stores, but now they're coming packs of four or packs of six. Exactly. Supermarkets have the option. Markets especially did, but we can't seem to get as many market stalls with fresh fruit on as they used to in the olden days where that's all they had to shop from. So if you can buy single fruit and veg at supermarkets, do it. That's brilliant. Take a reusable fruit bag um, that you can use. Um, because if you buy six and you only want two, the other four are going to be, oh, what am I going to do with them? And they'll go off. Yeah, that's interesting to know. Anything else on the list then? So am I near winning that car yet? The price is right. You are, you've got lower. one more to go and you've Whoa. got 75%. So if you Check get this me. one, we'll give you 100. Are you ready? <laughs> go on, take right, it to me. Talk, we're going to talk about chicken. Chicken. So do you think we throw away more or less than apples at 260? So higher or lower? 
I think that's a really hard question, actually, because I can imagine people throwing chicken away because of the foul smell, the poultry smell, because even when it's not gone off, it can smell off, can't it? So I'm going to go higher, more. Yes, well Yay! done. We've won the, the car. We've won the <laughs> it's 300,000 tons of chicken, unfortunately. That's a lot, um, isn't it? That might include the skin and the bones. Um, right. We don't eat. So... To be fair, there's a lot of the chicken that we don't eat. But even then, I'm sure people listening would think, oh, well, you can eat chicken skin. It's beautiful, crispy. You yeah. can put bits of chicken in stocks and pies and use every bit of chicken. It's good for you. So um, talking about chicken then um, and dates and things like that, expiry dates, I mean, not just chicken, but of course, things like that we have to be careful with. It's also down to that, isn't it? All these expiry dates and best before dates, people panic. We're not a family that panics, but I know other people, other relatives that will just throw it away. Oh, I can't eat that now. So we need to think about that, don't we? Because all people that are marketing it, they want you to say, yes, it's gone off, buy more, buy more, spend more money. But we could avoid again the waste if, if that was addressed and maybe done a little bit differently, do you think? That is a really good point, Karen. I'm glad you've brought it up. There's three dates generally on food. You've got the display until date, which we don't have to worry about. That's to do with the shops and when right. they display it. Obviously, if it starts getting short dated, they'll give you a discount and you can get it cheaper. Um, then you've got the best before date, which is a good guide. It is just best before says it just until this date, it's at its best quality. Um, I heard recently a tin of stewing steak from World War II got opened, they ate it and it was fine because wow. it was in a tin. Use by date, that's a little bit trickier. Um, obviously use by dates just things like meat, but even then use your common sense because I had a packet of mint that was a couple of days out of date past the use by. And I thought, I'm going to throw that away. And I had a look at it and it was still red. The pack wasn't bloated. There was no brown bits in it. I peeled off the top, the film, smelt it. There was no smell. Smelt fine, cooked with it, and I was fine. Yeah. Um, so use your common sense as well. Use your smell and your taste and things like that. But a lot of people give up on food, especially best before. That's... Um, you see, I no. think that's, yeah, there's too many dates there. There's three dates and we're all going to get confused and get mixed up. The best before date to me is a waste of time. I wouldn't look in the fridge and go, right, today's the best before date. I'd rather my chilli say taste great today rather than maybe semi-mediocre. I never think like that. I just look at the um, end date. Use-by date. The use-by date, sorry. Yeah. So the use-by date, I would look at that. And even then, that would be a guide and maybe a day later. Again, you've got to smell it. I must admit, you might want to, not, might not want to eat a chilli in our house because if the mint has gone brown, I will still cook it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, and that's brilliant. Yeah, I do. I do still cook it. I don't do a lot of waste, really. It's just, for us, it's the waste, not so much that it's gone out of date and I won't use it. It's what's left on the plates. Wonderful. That's the sort of waste in our house, yeah. But those dates definitely need addressing because that's three dates is just too confusing, way too confusing. When I went to America and did shopping over there, Karen, they don't have best before dates at all. They don't no. have dates on at all. There's no point. Um, so yeah, it's good. And if you were to buy fresh meat from a butcher's, 
they don't have a best before or a use by date, do they? They just have the, maybe no. the label might have the date you've bought it. So you kind of have to use your common sense with that, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Brilliant. That was really interesting, actually. So let's talk about food storage and maybe how to keep things fresher for longest time so that maybe there's going to be less waste. So what can we keep in our fridge and freezers? What's the best way to store it? Apples are really good in the fridge. You can put a lot in the fridge. A good tip for the fridge is the further back in the compartment that it is, the longer it will last. So the right. back of your fridge is cooler. If you know you're not going to eat the food, put it in your freezer. Absolutely fine. The only rule of thumb with freezer stuff is anything that's water-based doesn't freeze very well. So melons, tomatoes, lettuce, mel you know, things that are very watery, cucumber, yeah, yeah. doesn't do very well in the freezer. But butter, eggs, um, apples even, um, bread, milk, all can go in the freezer. I wouldn't have thought you could freeze eggs. Talk me through freezing eggs. Freezing eggs, you separate them first and you can put them in muffin trays and put them in, um, and you can use them for cooking after you put them oh. in the freezer. I suppose that would be a big fag for some people, wouldn't it? Having to crack it open, separate the yolk and everything. It would be for me. <laughs> yeah. Again, there's never any food waste in our house anyway, not before it's been eaten. What does that say about my cooking if there's lots of waste afterwards? I shouldn't really advertise that, should I? Brilliant. Is there anything else that we've missed off this subject then? Because it's really interesting, isn't it? Anything else we've missed off due to this waste or bins or anything we can go over? No, no it's basically just making little changes. So keep your apples in your fridge. Keep your bananas away from your other fruit because they will make them ripen very quickly. So keep them separate. Um, anything you're not going to use, freeze. Stick to a shopping list and be very careful how you buy in the first place. And basically don't fill your plate too full so you're not scraping a lot of food away. At yeah. the moment in Cheshire East, we have our food caddy. Your food waste goes in there and it goes off to a good cause. But obviously, if you cannot waste so much food in the first place, it won't overload the recycling process and the system. Right, okay. What about bananas? Because I know when bananas go off really, really quickly, don't they? But isn't there something that can give you a, a guide of the health benefits of uh, when they're ripening? Yes, I heard about this on uh, the television once. It's called a banana health scale. Um, if you go on Google or the internet and just look up banana health benefits, banana scale, something like that, yeah. you'll see that depending on the different stage that the banana's at, it has different health benefits. So wow. the darker, the browner, the blacker it is. If you're diabetic, not good. So you're better with green and yellow because of the natural sugar that processes as the banana ripens so they get sweeter the more ripen they are then do they exactly yes and they're good for heart health and memory retention and things like that green bananas are great for the immune system um, and good for your organs so whatever stage your bananas are has different health benefits so look it up it's fascinating really it is fascinating and maybe if people more people were aware of that they wouldn't throw them away when they turn brown you know because if people exactly. don't want to cook with them they just throw them away don't they i've got a great tip for you so of course salads and things go off quite quickly say i bought a box of salad maybe a plastic box of salad just put some kitchen roll on top and it absorbs all the uh, excess water and condensation that is an amazing for days. yeah it is, isn't yeah. It? It you would have wonderful. thought 
<laughs> and also, uh, if you've got, I meant to talk about bananas, if you wrap click film over the end of bananas, you know the stalks where they join together? Yeah. That makes your bananas last longer. Don't ask me the science, but I know it works. If you put cling film over the bunch of your banana, the stalks, they will last a lot longer. That's a great tip as well. So hopefully people will take yeah. away some of these brilliant tapes, uh, tips <laughs> even, and we'll have less waste. Oh, it's been really great talking to you again today. So we've been talking about life with less food waste. But before we go, what is produced then now from our garden and food waste? Okay, I'll just explain the new process because this is what people are really interested in. Your garden bin will get collected. It'll go off then with the food waste in it as well to a place called BioWise in Crew. This is a new building that's been built, big state-of-the-art technology. And they have great big metal chambers there that all your garden and food waste go into. Any E. coli, bacteria, salmonella, anything like that gets uh, purified out. It gets, takes, the process takes a couple of weeks from when it first goes in the chamber to when it gets composted down. Um, and then it goes out to farms and agriculture and out on the field. So it goes back to the land. We have had questions off the public saying, can we buy it off the council? Can we buy these, this compost? Yeah. The only reason why we, we don't want to do that is because of the salt content. Um, not very good for domestic gardens, but absolutely fine for farming. So yeah. that's why we don't offer it to be... I mean, there will be processes down the line that we'll be able to adjust that maybe we can do that in the future. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, at this present time, it's going to farming and agriculture and back to the field. It's great how it's all just, you know, reused and recycled. It's, it's a great, it's so interesting, this subject, isn't it? I mean, like I said before, I find it fascinating, everything that you do. Um, it's been great talking to you again. Uh, before we go, how can we contact you? So if our listeners have got any questions whatsoever, how do they get in touch? Okay, we have our main um, email addresses. So answerenvironmentalservices.co.uk. We also have our... Twitter and Facebook pages. So if you just look up answerenvironmentalservices.co.uk, you'll find us there um, on Facebook and Twitter. So you can join the groups and you'll see all the latest news and everything that we're doing. So we're trying to promote that at the moment. Brilliant. Lovely. Thanks again, Lisa. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to our next episode, which is all about composting. Thank you, Karen. Bye bye. You've been listening to An Appetite for Life with me, Karen Kelly, sponsored by Dane Bank Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. If you have anything you wish to bring to my attention or discuss on this podcast, then please get in touch. You can email me, Karen Linda Kelly, at btinternet.com. It's good to talk with an appetite for life.